0: Well, people are drawn to symmetry. Uh, some people more than others. They like, I see some nodding heads already. Yes. Some people are drawn to symmetry. Things need to be the same on both sides. So, so when decorating, the two things need to be very symmetrical. Um, if if you look up here, there is something very flawed. Who sees what's flawed up here, Yvette? What's wrong with the stage? Okay, the cross is too far over, and what else? All right, now we can start. Now, people are drawn to symmetry, even if you don't know it. Some people can look at it and say, ah, something is off there. Um, There's all kinds of wrong things with this stage, Um, and it just is what it is because of the architect who built it. It won't be like that in the new building. It will be a symmetrical stage. (laughs) We're drawn to symmetry. Some people have a problem with it. Some people don't realize. Some of you are looking very confused, like, I don't see why it's not symmetrical. (laughs) It's not symmetrical. All right but even even research with, with <laughs> Riley's like I have no idea what he's talking about <laughs> Because some of us, we don't even see the lack of symmetry in things. But there is a psychological thing within us that does sense this. Um, Even research shows with with, uh, young babies, that are shown pictures of different faces. Uh, The more symmetrical faces are more appealing. The less symmetrical faces are less appealing. Even as adults uh, uh, across multiple countries, different cultures, if given multiple pictures of different faces, the faces that are most symmetric, are considered more beautiful, okay? And so there's this drawn, we're, we're drawn into symmetry. Um, and this is something that we see throughout the universe as well. Uh, things tend to be very symmetrical in the natural world. Uh, there's a Nobel Prize winning physicist called, uh, named Frank Wiltzeck. And he says, the world is a piece of art, Produced according to a very peculiar style. He he notes that there is this outstanding, the striking role of symmetry in the physical world around us. That the, the universe has this extraordinary symmetry to it that overlaps between beauty and physics. The two come together. He points to the example of a circle. When you look at the circle, this is the perfect example of symmetry. You can rotate it on any axis, and it's still a circle. You can rotate it around any angle, and it's still a circle. Things can change about this, yet it doesn't change. There's also the the equilateral triangle, where if you rotate it on one axis, it's the same in both directions. If you rotate it around 120 degrees, it's still the equilateral triangle. So there is this symmetry in the world around us. And, we, and, and the, the physicist calls this change without change. Something's changing about the circle, but it's not changing. It stays the same. It's consistent no matter what. It's change without change. And so now we we think about the attributes of God. And we think about the same principle of change without change. God himself is very concerned with symmetry as well. We just sang the song, Great is Thy Faithfulness. And we sing about summer and winter and springtime and harvest. Every part around the calendar, around, around the year. Sun, moon, stars. In their courses above, we see this cycle going through. It's an example of of the circle of change in the world around us. Things change from season to season, but it all comes back to God who does not change. The hymn continues, Join with all nature in manifold witness to thy great faithfulness, Mercy and love, the seasons can change, the sun and moon and stars can change, but the characteristics of God stay the same no matter what. As the cycles of life circle around us, he's always the same and always at the center. Change without change. And so today we're going to be spending time dwelling on Psalm 23. It's a song about a shepherd who cares for his sheep. He cares deeply for his flock. And it's a familiar psalm. It's one that you've heard many times. But if you dig deeply into it, you can see this example of change without change. Change. And so we look at Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside quiet waters, he refreshes my soul, he restores my soul. He leads me down the right paths for his name's sake. And even if we find ourselves in the darkest of valleys, we will fear no evil. Because he is with me. And his rod and his staff, they comfort me. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And he anoints my head with oil and my cup overflows. And surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is an incredible message to us as we see the characters of God, the characteristics, the attributes. We see in the Psalm a God who is symmetrical, He is the same from every angle. He is the shepherd who, who makes us lie down in green pastures. He's the shepherd who leads us beside quiet waters. He's the one that, that feeds us and restores us and leads us down the right path and, and walks us through the darkest valleys. He prepares tables for us. He anoints us. This is the God who loves us. It's an ancient song that shows the beauty of God, the beauty of, of His ability to change without change. That is, the circumstances of our lives shift and adjust, He stays the same no matter what. And so, it gives us this insight into the nature of God, it gives us the attributes of God, the character of God. And so, don't look past the words of this psalm. It's not just for reading at funerals. It's one to live life by, to see who God is in our lives. And for me, this, this psalm resonates very personally. In, um, as, as we were pregnant with hope, I was taking a spiritual formation class in Abilene, and the professor had us memorize this psalm. And to memorize something, you've got to repeat it over and over and over. And we would have to, re- it was a week long class, and, and throughout the week we would have to pause with a timer that we set alarms, and we would have to pause and we would have to recite that psalm throughout the week. It just seemed like an academic exercise at the time. And so the next week we go to the doctor's office and we get this news that this pregnancy is not like we expected. That something is drastically wrong with our baby. And in moments like that, in dark valleys like that, it's hard to even know what to pray. It's hard to know what to say to God. But I had this psalm etched into my memory. And it became the only thing that I could pray. As I said, the Lord is my shepherd. I have everything that I need. He makes me lie down in green pastures and he walks. He leads me beside quiet waters. He leads me down the right path. God, this is the right path. You restore me. You refresh me. You provide for me. My world had changed drastically. Our world had changed drastically. And yet God is the same. Leading us and providing for us. Giving to us. And so when you look deeply into Psalm 23, you see the beauty of God in the, and the symmetry of God. You see the ability to change without change. The picture in Psalm 23 is, is, a, is a listing through of a number of daily activities, eating and drinking and finding security. It's described this way. This is a psalm about living, for it puts daily activities such as eating and drinking and, and seeking security in a radically God-centered perspective. All of these things, the things that we see in daily life as we as we need, as we want, as we go through these valleys of life, as we go through the difficulties and the dark times and the good times, we have a God-centered perspective. That does not change. The the psalm takes us through the cycle of life, and and it challenges each of us as we read through it to put God at the center, trusting him at the center of everything. That we have everything that we need because he is our shepherd. In the ancient world, the, the kings were supposed to be shepherds of their people. And so there's a royal image here as well. And and the king and the shepherd were supposed to provide sustenance and security. Of course, there were earthly kings who would not do that, who were selfish, and they were bad shepherds. But others were focused on the good of their people. And so in Psalm 23, we have this picture of God being portrayed as the greatest of shepherds one that is out a step ahead of us, looking down the path that we need to go through, looking at that valley and having gone through the valley, knowing the best way to navigate us through it. He provides for us green pastures. He provides for us drink from still waters. He provides safety for us by leading us down these right paths. And in all of these areas, God is giving us everything that we need, providing for us, refreshing us, restoring us, keeping us alive. And through all the changes of of life, God is consistently providing for us. Our situations change, but God doesn't change. Change without change. And it's so easy for us to lose sight of this, right? We get in the midst of some dark valley, and it's dark, which means you can't see well. You get down into that low point, and you're unsure about how you will take your next step. We get caught up in the changes in our lives. We get caught up in the the moments that are shifting all around us. You look at the circle and and, and our life is here and we're, we're, we're doing this and we just feel like we're on this roller coaster all over the place because everything is changing in our lives. Things get turned upside down, things become a crisis and we're focused on the edges so we're all over the place instead of being focused on the things that are not changing right there in the middle. That as life throws us curveballs as we get that diagnosis as we lose that job as we struggle through that relationship as we face that challenge and life just turns us all over the place life is changing life is difficult that valley is dark but there's change without change. God stays the same. And so we focus on those edges and we feel alone. But when we step back and see the full circle, when we step back and see that we have a shepherd that's at the very center of everything, that if we will, if we will recenter our perspective on who he is at the center and see that God isn't changing, God is the same even when the circumstances change around us, we see that God is not changing, and we find peace in that. We find stillness in that. We find a calmness in that. And we begin to listen to where God is leading us, where, what God wants for us, what he's calling us into. Because Psalm 23 shows us that God is very active in what we're doing. He cares very much in where we're at He cares about the path that we're on and he cares about the valley that we're in. And he wants to see us through that. He says, even though I walk in the darkest of valleys, I will have no fear. I won't be afraid of the darkness. I won't be afraid of the difficulty. I won't be afraid of the season that I'm in because God is with me. And his rod and his staff Protect me. And so even in the most threatening of situations, even in the most difficult of situations, in the darkest of situations, God's provision is sufficient. And so what is that dark valley for you? What is the darkest value that valley? It may be something that you have already journeyed through, it may be something that you're in the midst of. Or it may be something that you haven't got to yet. And memorizing a psalm may sustain you through that. But what is the dark valley that you face? Because your shepherd is there. Having journeyed through it, offering you comfort and peace and says, you have nothing to fear. Nothing to fear. Midway through the psalm, the the shepherd imagery changes to this imagery of a host. That God is now providing for us. He's preparing a table for us. He's inviting us over for dinner. He prepares us this great table, even though my enemies show up. And he prepares this meal for us, and and he anoints us, and he fills our cup up so full that it's overflowing. God is a great host. And once again, he is providing food and drink and protection for his people. And so through the difficult and disturbing changes of life, we're cared for by a changeless God. His promises are always true. And so though we face threats that are physical or emotional or spiritual, we have a God at the center who gives us the promise that his goodness and his love will follow us all the days of our life. That's his promise to us. That in that dark valley, his goodness And his love will follow us. And even greater still, we will dwell with him forever. Puts that valley into perspective. When we think about forever with God. And so as we stumble through these dark valleys, as we go through these difficult seasons of life, We're pursued by goodness and mercy. We worry about our daily needs. We wonder where things will come from, but God sets a table of food before us. He he fills our cup overflowing. We're unsure about our future and where we're headed, but God invites us to dwell in his house forever. And God offers us this perfectly symmetrical life. It isn't a promise that there won't be change. It isn't a promise that everything's going to stay still and there will be no challenges. It will shift. It will rock back and forth. It will have its ups and downs. But he does promise that he will always be the same, he will always be consistent. the circle continues to turn but as we look at psalm 23 it gives us this vision for a radically god-centered life that regardless of what shifts around god is at the center changes will become changes will come but through these valleys god is always the same god symmetrical with the shepherd at the center of the circle. And so I want us to shift into our prayer time and pray through this psalm. Because each of us find ourselves in very different places along this circle. Some of us are are very up right now. Things are going great. Things Things are working out well. And in those times, it's easy to lose sight of who God is we become self sufficient in that and then we find ourselves at the low point in the in, in the valley and if we've been too self sufficient we find ourselves grasping for whatever we can find but we find ourselves at different places along this journey and so let's pray through this psalm together i'm going to we'll, we'll read aloud a one little segment of it And then I just want you to spend a moment meditating on that. And it could be that you just spend that time praying to God. It it may be that you are reflecting on what it is. Sometimes we need to repeat something over and over and over for it to finally sink in. There are very few trees that are chopped down with one swing of the axe. Sometimes we have to do the same thing over and over and over for it to finally break Through. And so sometimes repetition is a good thing. So we'll read this one, we'll read it out loud together and then meditate on that. If you just want to repeat it over and over, you can repeat it until something sinks into you. If God leads you down a certain path of prayer, then, then take that take that path. What strikes you about each of these? So let's read this one out loud together. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Let's meditate on that. Let's read together. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. Let's read together. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Let's read together. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Let's read together. You prepare a table before me, In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Let's read. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And finally, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. As we dig into this psalm, hopefully it has, has stirred something in you as, as something that you haven't really thought of about God before, something that speaks to where you find yourself in your journey right now. Maybe you find yourself in a valley or you've just come through a valley and, and you see the, the God who doesn't change and, you, see, and you, you receive comfort from that. You receive encouragement from that. We want to, to join together in a time of prayer now as we um, kind of wrap up our time in the Word. And so as we, as we sing this next song, I want to encourage you to, to join together in prayer with others. Uh, maybe you have experienced that valley and you see somebody else in that valley and you want to go encourage that person. Go pray with that person. Speak encouragement to that person. Uh, maybe you find yourself in a valley and you say, I, I need that encouragement. Uh, we'll have shepherds down front. We've got life group leaders and prayer ministry people and others around the room that would love to, to pray with you. Go seek out that prayer uh, if you find yourself needing that encouragement. These words lift us up, but we also lift one another up in, in speaking truth to one another. So let's pray together now. God, we thank you for these words to us. We thank you for being that unchanging God, that as, as our life circumstances shift and adjust, God, we know that you are always the same. God, you are our shepherd, and there is nothing that we don't have because you provide for us. You give us what we need to eat. You give us what we need to drink. You refresh us. You restore us. You, you keep us alive. You guide us down the paths that we need to take. And so, God, when we find ourselves in these dark valleys, we know that you have been there and you are guiding us through there and we have nothing to fear that you are with us and you comfort us and you provide for us even in the midst of those dark times. God, thank you for preparing everything for us and providing for us. God, send your goodness, send your love upon us as we follow you, our shepherd. And God, we look forward to the day where we dwell with you forever. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.